Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor program. Um, we are in our series on the Ten Commandments, and uh, Randy, we come to the one today that we have uh, long anticipated because it's kind of at the center of what we do here at Faithful and True. It is right in the heart of uh, of what we are so used to uh, to dealing with here, and that is commandment number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. So... I think on the surface of it, it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it kind of went hand in hand with "Thou shalt not murder." It didn't take a lot of explanation as to what they meant. Well, actually, we did last week get into uh, you know some various aspects of murder and uh, some ethical issues and so forth. But uh, uh, Jesus, uh, as we all know, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, the the great uh, teachings that appear. Uh, primarily in Matthew chapter 5, takes on, you know, some of the commandments, really, and uh, is clarifying uh, and expanding our our understanding of it. So, as we all know, he says, uh, You have heard that it was said, Thou shalt not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who lusts after another woman in his own heart so much as commits adultery, and that, therefore, then gives us a whole lot more to talk about. Well, and it is amazing as you study the scripture and the stories in the Bible that this is an age-old issue. Age-old problem. Problem, yeah, that's what I was going to say. An age-old sin, really. Uh, Yeah, there's lots of stories in the Old Testament. There's a lot of great leaders in the uh, Old Testament that were uh, adulterers, for sure. My favorite being King David, uh, who, you know, when we... When we combine six and seven, his story was, of course, that uh, uh, he was married to the daughter of Saul, Michael, and she was not all that happy with him at times, I guess. Uh, there's that great story of um, when he finally brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem for the first time, which was a monumental experience, and he got a little carried away in his enthusiastic dancing, I guess, around it, and uh, Michael comes and complains that he's embarrassed her in front of all of her handmaidens. So, And then it, it comes right after that, that uh, the scripture says that, uh, and Michael had no uh, children with David, which basically means, uh, I think, uh, either she was infertile or uh, somebody got cut off there, if you know what I'm saying, Randy. <laughs> I, I do know what you're hinting at there, Mark, and uh, there's a good chance of uh, either side of that scenario being true. Being true or it could have been mutual, who knows. But uh, uh, we do know that it was uh, after that, of course, that uh, uh, David was standing you know, on the palace veranda. And in those days, the uh, king's palace was on top of the hill, and he could literally look down into the courtyards of all the other houses, you know, levels lower, and that's when he, uh, of course, saw Bathsheba bathing, and that led to lustful thoughts, and then that led to an invitation to the palace, and that led to a pregnancy, and then uh, basically uh, he tries to do what uh, uh, a liar and a thief would do. He tries to come up with a 
false alibi, and he brings this woman's uh, husband home from the battlefield so that he can have sex with her. That's the intention, and uh, therefore cover up the pregnancy. But, of course, it was Jewish law that when you're engaged in battle, you're not to have uh, sexual relationships with your wife. So Uriah was uh, dutiful to that, and uh, so the, the plan is thwarted. So David, in his anger, then tells... Um, his general to put uh, Uriah in a charge in the, in the front, front of the line, front right? of the line, and of course he gets killed, which is uh, really, when you think about it, an act of murder. So um, you know, murder and adultery, uh, at least in the Old Testament, go together. And then there, you know, there's lots of other examples, but it is an old sin, and it's certainly against God's commandments that the most fulfilling relationship in life, in terms of being sexual, is in a Maritable, a marital, uh, Christ-centered uh, relationship. Well, and it seems to me that this uh, particular sin that has gone on for, you know, centuries is, is millennia. one millenniums. Yeah, exactly. The um, it, it seems to have intensified over time. I, I don't think uh, I don't think that this particular sin, this particular commandment, has had any uh, new wave of of people dedicating themselves to being more attentive to follow this commandment. Yeah, we've seen a lot of statistics uh, uh, lately, and uh, yeah, it's a very prevalent sin. And what I think is the saddest part about it is that the uh, culture certainly doesn't seem that concerned about it, and and the and the uh, evangelicals who have answered various surveys about this, one of the ones that I think was the most startling to me is that something like 60 or 70 percent of average evangelical men and women said that they would have an affair if they didn't get caught. Right, right. So I don't know what that says in, in terms of uh, where we have come and uh, where we are going. But, you know, our ministry certainly is... Uh, emphasizing fidelity, and that's why we're doing this sermon uh, series on the Ten Commandments, or this radio series. And uh, we we know that the commandments are, as Jesus said, they're made for us, and uh, they're made to keep us in a right relationship with God and right relationship with each other. Well, and if it's really true, Mark, of, of what Jesus said about if you commit adultery in your mind, or in your, you know, it's the same as you know, having committed adultery physically. Well, yeah, and that uh, really points to the fact that adultery, we tend to think, is uh, always involving physical contact with another person. Right. And I think uh, to be true to Jesus' teaching, we need to realize that, no, it's not always about physical contact with another person, sexual contact with another person. It can also be about contact with another person in your imagination, you know, lustful thoughts. This conversation always brings me back to the uh, Carter administration when Jimmy Carter, uh, you know, made the comment that he has lusted in his heart. Well, Do you, you remember know, the con- what was the context of that? Because time has flown by on me, and I don't even remember why he would have made the statement publicly. Well, you know, uh, President Carter, who I think is... Uh, one of the most honest men that's ever been in the uh, White House, actually at some point um, had decided to do an interview with Playboy magazine. Uh, back in those days, uh, you know, it was generally considered that Playboy was not only a source of uh, porno- pornographic pictures, but 
it was also a source where many of the great writers in you know, published articles and many of the great uh, figures of the day were interviewed in Playboy. And I remember at the time, because uh, I'm old enough to remember that time, uh, President Carter uh, explaining that if he, you know, picked out a place where he wanted to get out his message, uh, uh, who would be a better readership than the otherwise misguided readership of Playboy magazine? And I think in that sense, he was just being honest. He was just basically saying that, you know, who among us have not uh, committed that sin of, of uh, lusting after other people? Uh, I think it's a fairly common sin, actually. And when Jesus puts it as specifically as um, he does, you know, it does cause all of us pause, I think. Well, I think that's the point I was getting at, what you had just summarized there. If that is indeed true, that committing adultery through lustful thoughts, then in our culture today, with all of the imagery and uh, the ease of which it is to find near pornographic or pornographic images with smartphones, iPads, uh, TV ads, all of the above, it takes very little to have your mind take you down that path. Well, and there's lots of TV shows where adulterous uh, relationships are happening all the time. We could, you know, get into the cultural part of this. I think we need to remind ourselves that as Christians, we are called to be set apart. We are called to be different in terms of our attitude about this and our values. And I think kind of what we're saying, it's like uh, talking about masturbation, which, by the way, if you're if you're fantasizing about someone else uh, while you're masturbating, then you're committing adultery. So, you know, masturbation to sexual fantasies, according to Jesus' definition, is uh, adultery. So um, we've all committed uh those sins in the past, and um, let's not try to shame ourselves too much. Um, let's move forward and um, try to decide what we're going to try to emphasize as we do so. Well, let's move forward at this point and squeeze in our break. And when we come back, we will uh, have the trigger of the week, which uh, I'd like to thank again one of our loyal listeners who this week sent us a very nice email mm -hmm. uh, with this suggestion, and we're going to share his trigger of the week with our listeners when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. I get lost in my mind. Mama once told me, you're already home when you feel love. I am lost in my mind. I get lost in my mind. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life, 
and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's faithfulandtrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week, Randy, uh, is in fact, uh, as you set up in the intro, sent to us by one of our uh, faithful listeners, and uh, he's a really good guy. Obviously can't say anything more about him, uh, except to say that uh, he was informing us in his email that uh, he was celebrating three years of sobriety. So uh, congratulations to you. Very happy about that. You know who you are. I'm not even going to identify what state you're from, but uh, other than that, uh, congratulations about that. Uh, Quite an accomplishment. We're proud of you, for sure. And uh, he listed a bunch of triggers, and uh, we could work off this email for several weeks here. But uh, the first one, uh, now that he sent it, you know, it certainly uh, is uh, is a, a common one, particularly... I don't know why they put them on the, the football games for sure, but... I think they know their audience. They know their audience of men and all of that. But he was talking about Viagra commercials. And I would say today uh, a more prevalent one is Cialis. Uh, well, it's just more complicated because you need two bathtubs. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I have not figured that thing out. I mean, if you're going to be using Cialis, uh, yeah, I would think you would want to be in the same bathtub. But, or better yet... You know, are there not better places than bathtubs? But uh, uh, suffice it to say that uh, what's being promoted there is uh, sexual uh, ability. Uh, We have a fascination with uh, all things related to, uh, quote, performance, unquote. And uh, it does cause men, you know, to have a lot of feelings, a lot of pause, does trigger them into their lustful you know, fantasies and so forth. And uh, and part of his point, Mark, was the fact that you and I are both avid sports fans. So as we're, mm-hmm. we just watched uh, the national uh, championship the other night between Alabama and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll son, Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah. Uh, and uh, your son, John, in the phenomenal job he does as the voice of the Hokies, uh, now doing the basketball uh, season, right. now that football has ended, he he was, for a few weeks there, he had one foot in both of those arenas, right. uh, and now that football is behind us, uh, he is in the midst of uh, basketball games multiple times a week, and it's during those broadcasts that you you can almost hold your breath uh, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, before you see uh, another one of those kinds of commercials, because there's so many of them. And then, you know, there's other things that go along with... Uh you know, football or sporting events broadcast. We won't get into all of it today, but but let's just say that uh, 
you know, all of these uh, performance-enhancing drugs, uh, you know, are the trigger of the week. And, you know, we could probably devote a whole show at some uh, other point to, you know, complications that all of us get into about this concept of performance, sexual capability, and all that kind of thing, how it does trigger us into shame and self-image issues and, you know, lots of stuff like that. So let's not go down that road today. But that is, in fact, our uh, trigger of the week, depending on the pharmaceutical company, uh, Viagra, Cialis, whatever they are. Any and all of the above. Any and all of the above. Well, Mark, let's uh, return our listeners to today's topic, which uh, as we have continued our series on the Ten Commandments, we have arrived at commandment number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. That's right, and we have so far obviously understood that, you know, you're to be married. Uh, God commands us to be in monogamous marriages, to be faithful to those, uh, to not have other wives. And uh, and Jesus clarifies that even when we think about other people lustfully in our heart, we so much as commit adultery. So now we need to throw into this mix, uh, you know, even looking at pornography as being a form of adultery. Uh, if you're looking at other women uh, lustfully, and I'm talking to the men now, uh, you are so much as committing adultery, according to Jesus. So, again, you know, on our show, we're not here to shame people. We're just here to help people take things seriously, you know, because I know a lot of the men who've come in here have minimized uh, their pornography usage. You know, everyone's doing it. Uh, all the boys were doing it back when I first saw it. Uh, I found it in my dad's stash of Playboy magazines when I was 12. You know, so we tend to minimize pornography. It's so culturally accepted and uh, all of that. But pornography in and of itself is uh, uh, definitely a form of adultery. So, you know, let's call it what it is. With any of the commandments, I think we're really, uh, we're after, why does God give us this commandment? And I think the reason is he knows that the only way for sex to ever be ultimately satisfying is for us to be in a monogamous marriage where we are totally spiritually and emotionally connected to our uh, uh, our spouse, and that when sex becomes an expression of that emotional and spiritual intimacy, it is uh, unlike any other kind of sex that we can otherwise imagine. I mean, you cannot imagine that kind of connected sex because when we imagine things lustfully, you know, we're basically only thinking about uh, the physical part. Uh, we may be thinking about how wonderfully kind or nurturing or loving the other person would be, but let, let's face it, the only way that can be experienced is when uh, two people actually are working at it together. We can't just imagine it. We have to uh, create it. Well, and as you and I both know that uh, our feedback is showing us that we have more and more of the spouses listening to this show. Uh, and earlier, you kind of designated this as primarily being uh, a, a male problem, but there's growing numbers showing that women are looking at well, more pornography, and would not would that not be the same in their case? That is right, and uh, that is true. The statistics are startlingly obvious that third of the pornography viewers on the internet are women. Uh, that's according to the Nielsen ratings, by the way. So... You know, women are being trained over the last 20, 30 years um, to look at this stuff, uh, uh, to think more about it, to have and embrace their sexuality. I think that's the 
that's the general theme of it, but uh, which is not so bad. But for them to in, embrace something that God intends to be enjoyable in the context of a marriage, but you know, let's be honest, I, I don't think you know any of us would want them to take it to the level of lusting after you know other men. Uh, it's no different, you know, for the women. I think is is what you're asking, and uh, perhaps. It's one of the most common violations of the commandments, actually. I mean, many of us have not stolen anything. Many of us have not murdered anybody. But, uh, you know, how many of us could honestly say that we've never had a lustful thought about someone else? And the percentages are quite startling about how many evangelical Christians have actually had at least one, if not more, affairs. And this all leads to encouraging us to be men of valor, to be men of sexual purity, right. and, and to try and live a life of dedicated thought to our spouses right. uh, while not being derailed or sidetracked. And I, I kept, uh, as I was checking out at uh, Target earlier today, had to get some supplies for the office here, there was that magazine rack that you're referring to right. all the time. Right. And virtually every, I mean, there had, out of uh, 16 magazine covers, I would venture to say that 13 of them were either depicting mm. mm-hmm. or suggesting or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, promoting sexual performance or activity or thought. And uh, affairs and, you know, what the stars are doing or not doing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, how sad is that, that uh, we cannot sometimes decide to not uh, be influenced by this stuff. In other words, if we're going to go to the grocery store, Target, we like Target because it's headquartered here in Minneapolis, but, you know, whatever the 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 stores are that sell magazines or whatever TV we watch, we're certainly going to be uh, bombarded with this stuff that we haven't invited. Well, it's kind of funny when we look back, because you and I are both TV and movie buffs, looking back to those uh, days of the, of the 50s and 60s, I, I kind of miss the innocence uh, of those days uh, in just how they portrayed uh, the relationship between uh, a husband and a wife. Uh, I mean, everything from the Dick Van Dyke show with the separate single beds yeah. uh, in the master bedroom, uh, but also the um, the innocent nature of the, the television ads. Because television ads today, now Victoria's Secret uh, is not shy about showing their latest line, uh, you know, during primetime through their TV commercials. Yeah, well, you know, we've talked about these dynamics uh, <clears throat> a lot. Uh, let's just finish our show by just encouraging our listeners in the face of the onslaught of culture, the fact that we're going to get invaded on a daily basis with cultural messages that are uh, not consistent with God's commandments. What should we focus on and uh, what should uh, we do? One of the things that I wanted to say is that if all we ever practice is an avoidance strategy, uh, we'd never go shopping and we'd never turn on the television set. We'd probably not leave the house. We probably wouldn't. Uh, so, you know, unless we plan to be hermits or monks, and I've known some monks in my life, and they're not <laughs> always guiltless around these things either, I would just say that uh, there's got to be a better way, There's, you know, besides avoidance, because, uh, uh, you know, we are going to have to deal with this. And so I think this is where one of the main and central teachings of Faithful and True is that um, part of what we're after here is is vision and 
Uh, it's kind of consistent with the idea that Jesus says that even if you're looking at another woman in your uh, mind, you're committing adultery. Well, looking at other women in our mind, you know, we don't need other women to be there to do that. I mean, we can bring up all kind of archives and all kind of memories and all kind of stuff. So, you know, that talks about creating pictures in our brain. And uh, what I'm trying to say, uh, without having a lot of time to kind of unpack it today, but that we need to really focus on what our thoughts are oriented around, what pictures we are allowing in our brain. And that gets into the category of vision, and vision is always God-inspired messages to us about you know, who he calls us to be. So I think as we move forward, uh, even uh, when we get lustful thoughts, to remind ourselves that you know, we are married, we are, if we are in fact, but we, you know, we are married and, and we do have a spouse and it's really only her face uh, and her body that we want uh, to allow ourselves to be turned on to. So uh, this is uh, uh, not so complicated, but I know it, it requires practice. And uh, basically we're talking about replacing the, the, uh, the uh, fantasies in our head with uh, you know vision, the reality of your uh, of your life, life situation right. and and all of that, and I do think from my own experience that uh, as I focus uh, uh, or seek to focus on you know Debbie uh, as my wife, my best friend, my soulmate, my spiritual companion, and uh, even you know on a daily basis, you know looking at at her and knowing that this is the only person that I would allow myself to get to a level of sexual arousal with, uh, that, is, that is a skill that can be practiced, and I can testify to the fact that it works. And that's the good news. That is the good news. We always like ending with good news. We do. It's, it's inspiring, it's affirming, and that is uh, the perfect point to end today's show on. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. My name is Randy Everett, and it's our joy to bring you this show every week. We hope that you're enjoying this series on the Ten Commandments. And uh, we invite you, if you have not yet uh, had the opportunity, to visit us at faithfulandtrue.com, where there are many resources available to you, as well as all of the information and registration opportunities for our three-day intensive workshops. We hope that this week will be a great week for you, a week full of many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at faithfulandtrue.com. That's faithfulandtrue.com.